Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast hosted by me, Lou, and me, Dan. <laughs> a podcast where we talk about really anything and everything. Um, it could be a popular topic in the media. It could be something random that's come to mind. And this month, we're doing what ifs. Yeah. What if month. So what if cell phones existed last week? Um, I did want to have a little bit of a note from last week as well. Um, and that's because super familiar with the Wilsons made me realise that we're living life wrong in this country. There are some things that we haven't adopted, which we bloody should have. And so what I've adopted this week is air conditioning, Dan. <laughs> I know, I was around your house, wasn't I, yesterday and I saw it. So. <laughs> air conditioning. Although, although the weather has cooled down a little bit now, hasn't <laughs> yeah, it? So. <laughs> in, in reality, it's actually still now colder outside than it is in my room with the air conditioner. Um, but I've got it set to a very, very chilly 16 degrees in here, which is actually as low yeah. as it goes. Nice, um, but yeah, nice. life changing, life changing. I'm telling yeah. you, telling you. We need I mean, to it is still it. warm. It is still warm, isn't it? But nowhere near what we had last week. So we're not oh, like, yeah, strapping no. ice pops under our armpits and lobsters <laughs> down somewhere else. <laughs> it was it was weather where you were getting out of the shower and you're drying yourself off for about 10 minutes, not realising if you were drying the water or the sweat that was yeah. then coming off of you. <laughs> So, so hopefully we won't need to talk about the weather next week because hopefully it stays at this kind of, kind <laughs> I'm of ho- level. I'm hoping so. So what I've done is I've basically got an air conditioning unit that now needs to go in the loft um, and will only come out next summer for two weeks when we get 30 degree weather. So well, does it do heat? I don't think it does. No, it's like one of those really basic ones where you've got like a tube out the window. So you're going to be stubborn though now and like even if it's like, 10 degrees you're yeah 100, 100. That, that this air conditioning unit is staying on what i'm getting the money's worth it's going on i don't care as soon as i see sunlight air conditioning is on no there's ice on your nose don't care i'm using it <laughs> i'm just going to be frozen in one of these episodes not responsive and you'll be like is he all right <laughs> well i got i'm going to change the subject really completely because i just got really wound up by the most trivial of things and and I was telling a couple of the other people in our, our pod group that I'm, well, and you know, I'm the most, uh, what's the word, mild-mannered, quite calm. I'm, I'm, I'm easygoing, but it's the irrational things that make me really <laughs> irrational. And do you know what, what it was, right? Got a 12 bag of crisps, right? There's uh, three flavours, so four ready salted, four salt vinegar, four cheese and onion. Uh, squares, so good crisps, you know, I like them. I wanted cheese and onions, so I've opened the multi-pack. And of course, the four cheese and onion had to be right at the bottom, right? But they're not layered, so it's not like four ready sorted, four sort of vinegar. Those were all mixed up. But I had to take out eight bags of crisps just to get the <laughs> one I wanted. And yes, I could have had one of the others, but I really wanted cheese and onion. And, and that's just really wound me up. Yeah, so good luck with this episode, Lee. Well, yeah, I know, because we're already kicking it off to a bad start, because it's say, your Sainsbury's trip has already pissed you off as is. Can I just say, though, on the multi-pack thing now, yeah, Isn't yeah. there always just a flavour that you don't like as well? Uh, there's a least favourite flavour, yeah, yeah. See, Usually because with... salt and vinegar with me. Oh, really? Because I hate cheese and onion. I just think it's a flavour that doesn't make sense. I've grown to love them. They were probably my, my least favourite. But uh, but now it's kind of the least favourite is salt and vinegar because they're often too vinegary. Or one I know you love, 
and I like them, but they're, they're, remember, I don't hate them. Least favourite is a prawn cocktail. Ah, <laughs> oh, prawn cocktail are elite level crisps. Elite level like, crisps. Are we, are we doing old school crisps? Because you, you know discos, like them, there's salt and vinegar oh, discos. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well just be drinking a bottle of vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> they're very aggressive. I've always remembered it. Do you know if you ever have chapped lips, you can never eat salt and vinegar crisps <laughs> because you just get burning for the next hour. <laughs> Right. Actually, now getting into what we wanted to talk about. So we've got what ifs. Before we actually go into the subject, though, I'm going to hand off to Dan, but I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a teaser before the ads. And that's... You could get that because to me, that sounds like a completely different thing. But if you, if you do guess that, <laughs> let us know. Um, actually, yeah, genuinely, you've got... You've got about a minute before we go into the what if. So if you you've got time, if you and if you have worked it out, let me know or let let us know by email, castingviewspod at gmail.com or Twitter. <laughs> right. Uh, so first, Newsly. Um, Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for both iOS and Android. Picks up web articles and trending topics on the web at any given moment in time and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time on the internet, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. You can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin or the Kardashians. It'll find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they've got podcasts on there as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, Casting Views, is on there too. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our show description. And if you use promo code CASTV, that's C-A-S-T-V, that'll also be in the description, you'll get one month free premium subscription. And now for our podcast promo, we're going to hear from friend of the show, Justin at The Movie Wire. In a world with so many movies to choose from, one man has created the go-to podcast for reviews of hot and trending movies, so you know what's worth your time. The Movie Wire Podcast with host Justin Henson. Hear Justin's movie verdict wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in to The Movie Wire today. And we're back. So, this what if, from my um, absolutely butchered theme tune, is what if aliens existed? So, if what anybody if did... Existed, yeah. What if aliens <laughs> existed? Um, now, if anybody did get that, five points for you. Just keep a mental note. We'll tally them up at the end of the year. I think I wanted to kick this off with whether or not you do think aliens exist from your, like, your personal well, perspective. Hold on. Were you, doing, were you doing Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I don't I know what theme tune it was. I can't, uh, I'm, I'm do, just so do, out of do, touch. Do, do, do. I think that's what you're trying, that you said. Like it what's, sounded like a theme from Love like the, Story. I think. What's like the X Files theme tune? Was I way off from that do, as well? Do, 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 do. Oh, see, that's more what I was going for. I think, but I think I've just merged the two. Um, but, but sorry, yeah, aliens, <laughs> aliens. <laughs> terrible knowledge of of alien um, alien TV <laughs> over. Um, do you think aliens are real? I think they have to be. I think okay. they have to be. I, I, I can't see how we can be the only life form out there. I just can't see it. Yeah. Or our planet, sorry, you know, not, you know, because obviously we've got animals, etc. It's not just humans. But I can't see where we're the only planet with life. I can't see it. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, like the universe in and of itself is a huge thing. So much so that like we can't see the majority of the universe because it's endless or that's what we know maybe in a hundred years they'll be listening to this and be like oh what idiots <laughs> and um so i think it would probably be a little bit not naive 
to, but yeah, but I guess a little bit like naive to think that there wasn't a living thing outside of this planet almost, whether that yeah, be yeah. like proper sentient beings like we would consider humans to be, or again, on the level of the way that we would view animals, for instance, that sort of thing. I, ha- I think there must be somewhere. Um, and I think that's probably my stance. Although again, it's like a case of never seen one. You can't prove it really. Yeah. But I've si- I'm, I've been thinking about that. Well, it, let's uh, again peek behind the curtains. We literally decided to do this episode, I think, last night again, didn't we? Yeah, so we, we did, changed yeah. from what we have. So I've been thinking for all the grand total of last night about that. And yeah, I was thinking, why haven't we seen them? But then we've got this thing. What I've realised is we've, we've got this thing that we think aliens are going to be always far superior to us. So yeah. that they're whizzing around the universe, holidaying, jaunting here and there. But we haven't done that yet yes we've we've gone into space yes we've landed on the moon yes you know we're sending like little rovers to mars but why do we think well two things why why do we think aliens have to be superior to us and two why do we think they'd come to earth first (laughs) yeah yeah this is true this is true just just linking as well to the topic because we did have this discussion yesterday and the only reason it pinged in my mind is because there was a story a few days ago um, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but it was basically a radio signal that was detected by a radio telescope and traced back just into the galaxy far, far away, a bit Star Wars-like. <laughs> and it came in like bursts, apparently, in like intervals of point, like two of a second. Um, and so there was a pattern to them. And obviously it's indicative of like, where did the signal come from? There must be something giving out that radio signal. So yeah, I think that that's probably like what... That. Yeah, it's, it's kind of eerie, though, almost, in a way. But then I guess, you know, we could potentially be doing that to other alien species, and they might think exactly the same thing. So I think that's probably kind of what sparked it. Um, I do think, though, so, sorry, I was going to say, I do think, though, that even though we're, we're all prepared, or, or well, prepared, we think there are aliens, when it is confirmed, or when we do have that first contact, our minds are going to be blown, man. Life won't be the same, I think. No, no, not at all. Because we not think we're alone right now. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like, for me, it, it's a case of like an acceptance that there must be something living. But without that confirmation, it's kind of like a dream state almost. It's kind of something that you feel like is a possibility, but just not a reality. It's like where we were talking about the horror films. It's like that the character in the horror film, you don't want to look behind that door. You don't want to open the door in the creek house because you don't want to actually believe what's that something behind there. So for now, we're quite blinkered. We don't necessarily, maybe or a lot of people don't want to think there's anything out there. Um, so we're kind of happy to, to go along as it is. But it's that moment you do realise there is that life form. Yet our, what, our perception of, of space and our perception of, of life will change and, and it can't not. Yeah, and that's the thing. In reality, you think about all of the like belief systems that we have on Earth, for instance. So whether it be like religion or the way that we look at things, surely that perception as well must change based on the fact that there are aliens. Because if you look at like lots of belief systems in the world, it's like human beings are the one and only. Imagine then if at that point you actually had concrete evidence that there were unidentified life forms elsewhere, like so much would it, the world would would fall apart in the way that it looked at life, if that makes sense. It's interesting you said that, actually, because I'm going to come on to something I was going to mention later. But I found an article that apparently in 2016 and 2017, NASA did run a program 
attended by 24 religious people, you know, from different religions. Yeah. To talk about how they would react if contact was made with aliens. And it's like, do you think they're doing that to kind of already start paving the way? It's, it's that classic. Once you hear that, you know, and you know, people are saying it's a conspiracy. Why are they doing that? It's almost like we are holding aliens at bay or we've made a deal with them not to come down to where we're kind of ready because the world is burning right now anyway. Yeah, it? yeah, this is true. Yeah. Again, so why would aliens come here? But yeah, the fact that NASA has now started having these meetings with these religious leaders or religious groups to, to understand how they'd react to aliens, alien life form. I think that's quite an interesting thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you look at it, especially from kind of like the prism of religion, I guess you would say, is what there's seven or eight billion people on this planet. Don't don't quote me. I don't keep up with the life tracker. Um, but I would imagine that probably five billion of them are practicing in terms of religion. So I think it's an important thing. And obviously NASA in and of themselves, it, 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 it kind of leads on to the argument of, do you know, when you see in like movies and pop culture, for some reason, yeah. we've always had the perception that aliens are the skinny bodied, like grey with well, the big white head, this. Yeah. and that's the, but that's what it is. So do you know when you look at the conspiracy theory, it's like have we been provided images of what to expect because that's what the reality would be. The, the argument has always been that these films about aliens have been supposedly trying what's the word get us ready for alien alien life. They're uh, conditioning us. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they are either like you said, they're either the really smooth skin white tall-legged, long-armed, sort of the, the black eye, no other facial features, creatures, or they're slimy. They're slimy, yeah, yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why they're, can't they're they look covered. like us? Yeah, yeah, Why can't they look I mean. like cats? They could, yeah. be a, they could be a race of alien cats. Yeah, and this is the thing, because I think, isn't it called the alien greys or grey aliens? Or like oh, the possibly, traditional, yeah. I think that's what yeah. it is. Um, but it's true, or they're covered in like some mucusy, membrane-y shit, <laughs> and they've got like 12 legs, and, and, and do you know what I mean? They're like monsters almost, or they're just people enough. So I think, do you know what it is with the just alien grading? Yeah. yeah, they're just people enough <laughs> that it's like, oh, that's very strange in the way that the alien grey looks, but they're human-like enough that it's not a terrifying proposition. So it's a bit like Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the way that aliens have been positioned. Human looking, but just different enough that it's uncomfortable. I still think it's like, you know, all these attempts at understanding what aliens look like. And I think we'll be really disappointed because I think they will just look like us. <laughs> yeah, you might even be, you know, we keep having these doppelgangers. Maybe that's what dreams are. You know, when you have dreams that you're doing really weird things, maybe you're dreaming of your alien doppelganger. And it's just like an alternate reality. Yeah, you're seeing what they're going through. Yeah, 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 see? And what it is, is it's like telekinesis. Come on, NASA, tell us I'm wrong. Come on. <laughs> We're going to get shut down by NASA. This episode's yeah, going to yeah, get pulled. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I think, you know, we films as well have gone so far into trying, and we'll probably talk about this, won't we, like the different aliens or what's your kind of favourite alien or what, what type would you want to come up against or, or not come up against like we did with our psycho killers in um, the horror movies but i just think that we we've built them up to be these far superior race i mean if they've if they're coming to contact with us first then they have to obviously be superior because then they've got that tech to bring people over and, and land here which we supposedly can't it's interesting because i think i've mentioned in another episode that this radio presenter i listened to he's he believes or his theory and he says he believed it and i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna say that he's not having a laugh but he said like why couldn't humans have come from Mars? 
you know, that Mars was being ruined and we had to leave there and, and we settled on Earth. And, and where I'm going with that is, again, if you kind of believe that, then could it be that that life across the planets does all look the same? Yeah, yeah. And and I think what he was saying by that, sorry, is that, you know, that's why um, if we do find remnants of things, like, you know, we're finding water. Did they say they found, like, evidence of water on Mars, I think? Yeah. Or was that? I mean, and that's because, you know, humans did live there and we had to leave there and we found Mar- um, Earth and, and have come here. But there's the argument, though, that different planets and galaxies, et cetera, got different atmospheres and, and temperatures. So we might, you know, we might have, in another planet where it's so hot, we might have developed air conditioning units on our backs or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a dream. <laughs> Self-regulating bodies, yeah. <laughs> See, because my perspective on like the whole alien contact thing is, again, it's a, do you know what it's weird? It's like you're talking about like a human perspective, but you don't know what aliens would be in and of themselves or what like moral sense they would have as a species and that sort of thing. But my perspective is, is that if aliens existed in the capacity that they could travel to us, they wouldn't travel to us and make contact with us. And that's because if we're so far back in terms of technology and advancement, because obviously, like you say, they would have to be far more advanced than us to get here. Why would you contact them? But I think from, about that from the human perspective. So have you ever heard of that island? North, I think it's North Sentinel Island. No. So I think it's a island. I think it's near India or like off the coast of India almost. And it's one of like the last uncontacted like modern world civilizations, basically. So okay. it's occupied okay. by the Sentinelese. And there's a group so i think the island now is actually protected by the indian government so people can't visit and that's because i think there were attempted visits where people went missing i actually believe that hundreds of years ago the tribe was contacted by you know like voyagers who then brought people back and then they were infected with modern disease at the time 200 years ago brought back but lots of them died and so as a result there was like a resentment between that civilization and what was essentially the rest of the world, because obviously that story is then told for generations that weird people turned up, took a load of um, members of the civilization, and then they returned dead, basically. Um, But I think from that perspective, like we now leave well enough alone, because at that point, they're so far behind in terms of modern world, whether that be technology, disease is obviously the biggest one, that we now won't contact them, because it's easier to leave that civilization alone. So when you apply that principle to aliens, why would aliens contact us if we're so far behind in terms of technology that we're still using cassettes and they're using (laughs) Apple Music? Do you know what I mean? That's like as as a stupid (laughs) metaphor. That's kind of the way that I look at it. Well, and again, and and you you raise a really good point here because anything we're going to apply to it, I think it's through a lens of how we see our lives or civilization on this planet. Yeah. So... An argue, or, or one theory I'd put to you would be, well, their planet's dying, and so they'd want to come here. But it's like, that would then mean that they're treating their planet like shit. Now, maybe they might be a, a cleverer race than us, and they're not. Does it, do you see what I mean? So everything I think we think about it, or, well, that I, I, I won't say you, but I'll say I think about it, it's going to be prejudiced by how we see, I guess, our life here. Now, maybe experts and philosophers and professors can do that maybe that you know they're they're far cleverer than i but yeah i'd say either that they want to um they want to come because there's a problem on their planet or maybe they just want to hang out 
you know, maybe they're yeah, getting yeah. lonely as well or bored. And I was also thinking about when you said that, because it's funny, I was also arguing with myself internally at the time as well that the whole thing about saying we haven't seen aliens up till now also would you'd have to think that we're on an even level in terms of advances in science yeah but who's to say alien races aren't like a hundred thousand years ahead of us and like you said could have come over 500 years ago and decided we're not worth it yeah um, yeah or how do we know they're not a thousand years behind us so again it's we, it's all this um what's the word we're putting all these conditions around it and we we think it's all a level field i think at the moment or we always think of it as a level field or that aliens are far would be far advanced of us yeah whereas in reality we at some point in the future could be the alien race yeah that goes and visits yeah yeah and maybe there have been a couple of aliens are having a podcast right now dan and yeah. lou <laughs> of planet Tharg are having a conversation and saying <laughs> This is being transmitted across the galaxies. They do want to do a link up, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit. Now, do you know what it is? Is alien encounters. Uh, the, the thing that's problematic, obviously, and this was a good point, not raised by me. I'll have to give my parents credit for this. Because obviously we go on the basis that, oh, well, what evidence do we have of aliens? And it's a case of like, you know, you see grainy footage of like a strange object in a video or, you know, it's, it's always that sort of thing. Stranger lights in the distance. And they raised a fair point which I think is reasonable because they said, well, even if that was actually an alien, at what point do you believe it? So at what point, what what level of evidence do you think you need in order to see one? Does one have to stand in front of you? Is it an object in the sky? Is it literally the flying saucer <laughs> turning around? Does ET have to land? Like, what do you think would be evidence enough for you? And, and that is a good question because I was also going to say that for me, most evidence i will say it is bollocks yeah. you know and that's that's my first swear i've got the swear out at first in this episode <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is bollocks and i will always think of it as bollocks because so much of it has been faked yeah and that's the problem and but what i would say and again i was thinking about this this morning is i would much i think i'm much more skeptical now because we are in the TikTok generation, we are where you can do fancy effects on your own phone and filters where it makes it look like someone's standing next to you. So I would say that if I had to look at it through like a prism of time, that maybe I'd I'd be a bit more now. I think the past ones from like 30, 40 years ago would be I'd want to go revisit those again. Yeah, but even those yeah. were fake. Like we had, there was a famous one of the the girl who took the picture with the fairies at the end of the garden. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you, and yeah, and that I was that. famously fake. But even back then, so I would say that almost have to either it's one of two things. It's either that it's reported in the media or the news how you know how manipulated we we can be by them. But it's either got to be something that's reported by like NASA or a, or yeah. a government or organization like that. Or yeah, or or I'd have to see it and think there can be no explanation. Like if if a, if a ship lands and an alien comes out and it's not um what was it we used to have Beatles about, but you had punked, wasn't it? Where it's not <laughs> like a, a or, or what what is it? What's that other one? Those jokers. If it's uh, if it's not if it's not that, you'd have to almost see it. If so so yeah, for me it's either an organisation declaring it, or it's some sort of personal experience 
Yeah, because obviously there's lots of programs on television, and even if you look at like proper reported UFO UFO sightings, there's literally hundreds every decade. And I think the argument that's always come about is, well, why would people lie about UFOs? Because another thing that I had down in my notes was crop circles. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word, that was huge. <laughs> yeah, they were. And the thing is, as well, I read about um, crop circles. So the term was first coined in the 1980s, and <laughs> this is the opening line. Crop circles have been described as all falling within the range of the sort of thing done in hoaxes. Um, And that's a professor of physics at the Truman State University. And basically that crop circles created by aliens are all just like fringe. Like, So they were caused by raves. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Again, it was like always the old like stereotype that it was just a farmer in a field with a barrel like rolling it around. (laughs) I can't I can't impress upon you how how huge they were at the time. It felt like every other week or every other day there was a story in the paper about crop circles and and it was that they were all um they were all circular or or patterns of circles but really intricate and it yeah. was amazing all perfect so that 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 was what it was it was like well if it was a person doing it they'd have to go to some extent to get that done at that level of detail yeah but that's the thing when was the last time you saw a story about crop circles well I was going to say this to you when was the last time Again, maybe it's because we had less TV and we had to make it more and had have more entertainment back in the day. But UFOs and alien sightings just don't seem to be that common anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So maybe was it that the aliens did come and test us out and now they're not there anymore? Or have we moved on from from that? But I in my head, the 80s and 90s were like so common of people talking about it. Well, this is the thing, because if you look at reported UFO sightings, I think between in the 21st century, so this is from 2000 onwards, I think there was about 15 that were properly documented with people that gave testimony. And it ranged from, you know, like pilots, majority of it was like military stuff. It was pilots or it was like commercial flights, that sort of thing. But then as you scroll previously to the decades before, it's literally hundreds a year and it feels like it's all slowed down. Now, is that because the aliens realize that, oh, we're being seen too often. We can't be seen anymore. And so as a result, <laughs> visit less. Or is it just a case of that's what was popular at the time? Because it's like the crop circles thing. And we've we've seen it in recent times, isn't it? Like Internet trends are things it's, that people yes. hop on. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if you remember, there was the whole killer clown thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, we discussed that killer clown, slender man. Yeah, yeah. All, all sorts of things like that. And I think, yeah, it is a trend that people jump on. And so to me, it's kind of like, was the crop circles UFO sightings thing just a trend that people jumped on at the time? It was just prior to a social media age. Or is there also, imagine you're in a time where every other story or every other day, there's a story about alien sighting, UFO sighting. And, you know, I've mentioned it in one of the other episodes, your mum subscribed to a monthly book. It was like, the paranormal things of the unexplained so if you're living in a time like that where like the x-files is like the top show things like that and then you're out and you in the corner of your your eye you see something shoot across the sky are you gonna think oh that's just something in my eye or it could be a shooting star or are you gonna think oh no i've just seen the ufo yeah again it's like the conditioning thing yeah 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 but i was actually gonna say oh sorry go on well, do you know what it is? Is the other thing, the other argument that you hear a lot with the sightings, especially. So, do you know, like you get the programs on the History Channel now? Why they're on the History Channel and they have like ancient aliens and all of these programs? I don't know. I remember a time where the History Channel used to be useful, but you know, alas, <laughs> time's gone by. Um, and I remember one of the arguments is, oh well, why would people lie? 
why would people lie about either being abducted or seeing aliens or whatever it might be? And my argument for that back, because again, like I said, I think it's naive to think that other life forms don't exist, but I can't prove that they do. So at this point, I just have to go on the basis that we've never seen them, so we don't know. But my argument would be, lots of people were burned at the stake for being witches, but we know that witches don't exist. And it's because when you look at stuff like the Salem witch trials, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, you look at mass hysteria, people either lying for the purposes of personal gain or whatever it might be to create a story, to create some sort of fame. It's just a common thing. Well, why do people lie? They, they lie for attention, they lie for, for money, or they're not lying. That, that's yeah. the three things. So when I said, why do they lie? I've just mentioned the fairies at the, the end of the garden. We spoke about the Enfield haunting. Yeah. where that came out where, well, if you believe it or not, debate or not, that they're saying that that was fake. If you're the first person that gets that credible picture of an alien, and especially back in the day, if you it, there were sightings that people were being interviewed in the papers left, right and centre. So if you if you get that shot, that, you know, we, we see we see the same pictures over and over again. If you if you get that shot, you're, you're going to get your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. I agree. You're, you're going to get your newspaper interview. You're going to get your check for however many thousands of pounds. Um, and if you see someone else do that, well, I can do that. And so yeah. I'll, and I will do that. It kind of follows like the same thing. Because do you remember there's that really famous picture of the Loch Ness Monster? And it's like that grainy yeah, yeah. black and white image. And I think that turned out to be a fake because the person who did it admitted it and said it was like two barrels tied together with some like, like a, um, spare tires. It's yeah, like yeah. two spare tires. And yeah. <laughs> I really, I want the Loch Ness monster to be real, though. But as well, do you not think that a lot of these images came at a time where technology was less advanced? So a grainy image was much more convincing in the 70s, 80s. And as a result, people didn't have mobile phones where we could take high res images where you can see a bit of string hanging and a UFO sitting there. Do you know what I mean? I think that's why we probably did believe it a lot more then. Well, when I say believe it, I mean, it was more of a thing around it, more like a hysteria around it is because, yeah. Like I said, now on your, even on your iPhone or your Samsung, you can you can do all kinds of effects. You can take a picture, edit it. You can you can put yourself hugging the celebrity you want. But back then you couldn't. It was with a point and click camera with film, and you had to. You know, I'm not saying you couldn't fake pictures, but I think it was out of the the realm of the the normal person on the street yeah. to fake pictures. It took a lot of effort that was set up because it all had to be done physically. And now, like you said, now we are expecting everything is so clean. We mentioned last week, didn't we? Um, Josh was saying that you can take pictures on your phone better than you can with like SLRs from the past, maybe. Yeah. So now I don't think we're going to stand for a blurry picture or a grainy picture like we probably would have done back then. Yeah, yeah. Now I we agree. want clarity. But I was just going to say... I was looking at an article here, actually, on Wikipedia, but do you know what they've got as one of the first ever sightings? Okay, when, what, is this, like, first recorded? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to you have a guess? Like, we've talked a lot about when? the 80s and when. Um, so, yeah. Well, I imagine that it must have been documented, like, hundreds of years ago, and it must have just been, like, objects or just unidentified things in the sky, surely. But there must be, like, the Mayans, wasn't it the Mayans that had, like, drawings of, like, like ships and that sort of thing kind of this is the first one they've got is circa 1440 bc oh wow yeah so 1440 bc yeah 
that's like um ancient egypt or like uh it is ancient like... egypt yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah <laughs> fiery fiery discs so it was a according to the disputed uh i'm gonna say truly papyrus the scribes of the pharaoh um i'm not gonna pronounce it uh, reported that fiery discs were encountered floating over the skies. The Condon Committee disputed the legitimacy of this papyrus, saying Tuli was taken in and the papyrus is a fake. It kind of just goes to show that even back then, in 1440, they were talking, BC that is, they were talking about mysterious objects in the sky. And then if I have a look at the next ones, you know, I'm not necessarily saying these are all of them, but there was two, 218 BC, there were ships in the sky in Rome, Italy. 76 BC, a spark falling from a star in the Roman Republic. 74 BC, a flame-like uh, object from the sky again. And in 196 AD, angel hair in Rome. Uh, they described a fine rain resembling silver descended from a clear sky upon the Forum of Augustus. So, you know, these kind of things have been going on since almost the, 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 the dawn of man. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what it is as well? Because I think we we touched on it previously with like, did we talk about a story where there was like an illness in a school that went round because people all thought they were sick when they weren't sick? And there's a lot of reports where there's like entire towns that have seen UFOs. But again, it kind of still is explainable by the fact that like the mass hysteria thing caught on and everybody just felt the effect of it together. So they all vouched for it almost. It's It's a weird, weird thing. Then also, you know, along with that, and, you know, I won't necessarily go into it, but then alien abductions became a big thing. Yeah, yeah. That kind of was treading the line between, yeah, being a frightening story. But, but then it goes back to what I'm saying. Why do we assume that aliens are coming coming here with the intention of harming us? That's yeah, yeah, because that's, like... that's what it is. They're all predicated on the basis that aliens are hostile things. Like I said, they may just want to come over and, and like do some intergalactic World Cup or something. <laughs> yeah, or it's like, you know, this is the thing. I mean, like with that um, uncontacted civilization um, on the North Sentinel Island, it's like what we do is we view it from a distance because we spectate it, because we know that we can't go yeah. there. So it's just research gathering, isn't it? Because it's interesting to us. So maybe that's what we could be. But it is funny, though, how those instances I gave at the start are all like... Um, fire and a glistening rain and things like that but then over time it's become like discs you know it was like floating discs so now it's becoming like sightings of, then sightings of aliens so it's weird how it's progressed from like just shimmering or flame-like substances to now we see craft yeah and do, do you know what gets me as well is like in the way again like a, a little bit like what you said they're all reported in the same way so if you look at any reports it's cigar shaped object, objects it's yeah. discs yeah. it's do you know what i mean it all fits the same narrative like where's the eight winged bright pink do you know i what want I mean? the millennium falcon i want the millennium yeah, falcon this is what I mean. like, <laughs> if you turn around this is what i mean why couldn't aliens be like chewbacca or is star wars a documentary yeah exactly well this is the thing because funnily enough leading on from that i actually had a load of references um <laughs> basically in film because obviously we'll have to talk about what we think aliens would be if they did come so there's a couple that are well this is the thing most of them are all of death and destruction that's just what they are so a lot yeah, of the references yeah. that i've got are so i think one of my favorite alien films is war of the worlds and that's the tom okay, cruise one okay only yeah, because the that's the yeah. one that I, you know, watched and grew up with. And obviously that's like aliens being here before 
us, if that makes sense, because they came out of the ground, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, very death and destruction um, here to like harvest us for whatever reason. I can't. I haven't watched that film in ages. I have to give it a rewatch now. Um, and so I wanted to know what you think the closest reality to aliens coming to this planet would be. So I had a couple of films, and I don't know if you want to either right. run through them or talk about them, and if you've got some of your own, um, no, no, go that would it, be go good as it. well. So on the basis of crop circles, I've got signs. Oh, yeah, we discussed that a couple of weeks ago. We did. And again, it's got something to do with like water and disease, hasn't it, I think, at the end? You know what? It's a film I haven't seen for four years, but there was something about water. Yeah, yeah. See, because one of the films that I've always liked as well and is more so a link between humans as opposed to like a properly hostile thing is it District 9, the one based in South Africa predominantly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is the one where like aliens have crashed here, have the technology to get here, but then can't get back. And they're treated like second class citizens here. Yeah. But in and yeah. of themselves, like they are communicative where you can communicate with them to an extent. Like they are in and of themselves, like not an aggressive species. It's just a case of accidentally being here. And we're treating them badly, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We are in actual fact, the ones that are the destructive ones at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually think that if you look at it from like, again, the way that we view the world in terms of like our worldview and not an alien view, I think that if aliens did land here and had no capacity to get back, that's actually probably the closest to what it would be in a real world situation from our perspective. Because would we want aliens just roaming around freely? Absolutely not. Would we lock them probably in prisons if they couldn't get back? Probably. It all depends, like, if they've come all guns blazing. I guess if they come down yeah, shooting, yeah. like, um, have you ever seen Mars Attacks? No, I haven't, actually. You should watch that. Is it, like, a really over-the-top film? If they come sort of talking the talk, then, yeah, we then there would be that fear. My thing, when you were saying all that, is one of the things as well that kind of War of the Worlds touches on. We also have to think that an alien life form, or, or we, if we went out over there, can survive on that planet. So maybe they wouldn't survive. Maybe they can't survive if they don't have their tech yeah. or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like Earth is inhabitable, but we don't know if it's inhabitable for, for other aliens. So could they survive here if they crash land? That's the thing. Yeah, this is true, because that's like the argument about humans being on Mars, isn't it? It's like, how many thousands of years would it take you to adapt to actually be able to live on Mars as a thing without the assistance of pods that you'd need to live in? <laughs> to go back to your question, though, I think we would have them separated because they would be fascination, wouldn't they? People would want to hunt them out. People would want to see them. It'd be kind of be like maybe like the next Beatlemania or something <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. Do you know what I mean but and, and I kind of use that in a in a in a mocking sense what I mean is it would just be people clamoring to see to see yeah the alien. it would be like alien zoos is what we'd have and again it all does depend on what they look like yeah we are that true. shallow we are that yeah, shallow yeah. if they look nice then we'd be all right if they looked evil we'd think they're evil yeah do you, and do you know what it is as well that's what it is it's perception isn't it because it's like if they came down and they were like Paul we'd probably be all right with it. But again, it's like even the contact thing. It's like, do we think that an alien species would land here and talk to us in some strange alien language that we didn't understand? It's like, no, if an alien craft had the technology to travel millions of light years just to land on planet Earth, I'm sure they would be able to communicate in Earth language. You would and think, surely. Yeah, they, yeah. They will have done their homework. Yeah, maybe that's why they've taken maybe that's why they've come thousands of years ago hundreds of years ago because they've started doing the wreck recce then yeah that's what it is and maybe that's what the abductions are they need teachers 
Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why we're, they're going to look human-like because they, yeah, they, you know, yeah. they want to appeal friendly. Well, this is the thing, but could it be potentially? So again, this is a really, really ridiculous reference. Transformers. Oh, yeah. Right, robots in disguise. I want to see like, where this goes. Yeah, are like technology-based, um, like living organisms, aren't they? They're like biological, like um, aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, so that whole thing is based on an alien species having a war, their planet becoming inhabitable, and them just seeking refuge on planets that they happen to find. So, could it be that potentially there are advanced species out there that eventually find their way to Earth by virtue of the fact that? they are destructive in the nature that potentially humans might be like we have wars uh, you know in, in reality if you look at one consistent thing that humans have done really well over the course of the last couple of thousand years it's get more advanced ways of finding sorry it's finding more advanced ways of killing each other in reality yeah. you go from yeah. swords to to um catapults to guns to machine guns to bombs to nuclear bombs do you know what i mean so now we'll have could ray it guns. Potentially be... yeah yeah this is what i mean they just have way yeah they'd be they'd be living a call of duty mystery box life they would <laughs> <laughs> aliens landing on earth with the thunder gun <laughs> but maybe though if we do make contact it, this is a happy thought now maybe wars could, could be a thing of the past because we can have the tech to go to these other planets so People can go where they want, and this earth can breathe a little bit, and people can go elsewhere. Maybe, maybe spreading out in the universe might make things better. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I guess there's less opportunity for conflict. Maybe you're out traveling the universe now. If we've, if yeah, we've yeah. got new tech, you're hopping in, in on a end, flight that... to Pluto rather than to. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say is about looking human-like. So kind of like if we do the other one of the big franchises like Men in Black. Well. Apparently, aliens already with us. Yeah, yeah. Just aliens are. Yeah, yeah. So, why not? Yeah, yeah. And this is true. This is the thing because, again, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Because like, there's always that thing about like you know, like um, like uh, reptilian people, isn't there? Like walking amongst us. Yeah, and there's like yeah. videos, grainy videos that you see on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it is, though, isn't it? Like, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But then, if you apply that principle, it's like. If you believe that aliens are a thing, any one theory, even if they were here already, would be plausible to you. Well, why would they then keep hiding? If they're here and they look like us, then they're already better than us. So why would yeah. they have to keep hiding? I, I, yeah. You know, It all comes to, with everything, it's the why. So why would they do this? Or why wouldn't they do this? Yeah, because again, another one that I thought of was Cloverfield. It looks a bit like, um, is it the Muto from uh, Godzilla? That's oh, what okay. I remember it looking I a bit it, like. Yeah, yeah. But again, would it just be like we when we look at the scale of Earth, right? Earth comparatively to other planets is tiny. Earth compared to the sun is tiny. Why wouldn't aliens be literally planet-sized things to us potentially? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is there a planet elsewhere? Well, teeny, Are we? Yeah, tiny. no. Yeah, this is what I mean. <laughs> Are we seriously ants in the perspective of other aliens? like scale does that make sense yeah. like would yeah. other aliens be these humongous monster looking things that are like city destroying if they decided to destroy cities why they would i don't know but potentially is that is that like a, a reasonable thing when you look at like a planet like jupiter or what's the other really big one saturn that's the one that's got the yeah. ring around it um, when you look at planets like that if there were those sized planets you would expect aliens to be bigger than us or potentially again are there really tiny planets that to us are the equivalent of tiny specks so it could be when we see these these new you find these weird mysterious new bugs they could be aliens 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want my aliens to be like E.T. Friendly, <laughs> kind of wants to come, wants to go home eventually. Um, you know, he's kind of makes friends, makes bikes fly. That's what I want. You, you basically just want alien tourism. Yeah, I kind of want them to be friendly. Like <laughs> yeah, alien I said, I, alien I want... tourism over alien terrorism. <laughs> like, yeah. like if he's sitting in my car and I'm in traffic, he can make the car fly a little bit, sort of take me out of <laughs> the traffic, get me to work that bit sooner. My idea, though, of the alien hell, although I think they are bloody cool, the way they look, is the alien from Alien. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We have to say they're probably one of the nastier ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Paul in how they've been designed, and also one of the most atrociously scary looking ones as well. Like, yeah, that would be your absolute worst situation, I think. Although, could you imagine if the the ship does land and you're getting ready for like an ET or Chewbacca, and out comes yeah the alien? <laughs> <laughs> you're getting ready for Paul, and then alien comes out. You're like shit. <laughs> who wanted Who wanted to go first? No, 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 no. You go. You go first. You go. You, you go. Look now. But that's the thing. And do you know what scene always strikes me from the film War of the Worlds? Is do you know where there's the, the storms at the very beginning and they all meet in the town centre and that church starts to crack in half, isn't it? And I don't know oh, if yeah. they've done that intentionally because, you know, aliens with the whole religion thing and it's like the church oh, maybe, breaking yeah, apart. Yeah. It would yeah. be a really clever bit of film direction if they have done that. I'm going to have to look that up afterwards. We'll do that in next week's um, Things That We Missed. Um and it's the scene, do you know, where they're all just staring at this alien ship coming out of the ground? And that scene yeah. has always been one that sticks with me because it's like, would that be your reaction? Because in my mind, if I saw that, boy, I can't run because I'm fat. <laughs> but best believe I'd be moving at fucking light speed in the opposite direction of whatever machine metal thing was coming out of the ground. I would not be stood there on Instagram Live being like, yo, E.T.'s cut. No, 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 fuck that. I'm going home to my air-conditioned room and I'm getting under the covers. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine, yeah, nowadays you would have someone with uh, their phone filming it on, on TikTok, putting that oh no music to the back, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like people yeah. being vaporised and it's just like the video, it's like, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Um, Could you imagine like an alien jumping on like a TikTok trend? That's what it would be. That would be the first thing. It'd be TikToker goes viral for getting the first like viral dance with an alien. Oh yeah, or or the alien the alien comes out off the ship with a mobile filming. (laughs) Why why, why wouldn't it be there? But you know, going back to a theme though that you're mentioning though, like with Water Worlds. I mean, that is, I guess, going to be the key thing is what they could bring with them or what we could give to them. Yeah because that's got to be a a valid concern, right? Yeah, but this is the thing. I guess the War of the Worlds thing is all about water, isn't it? It's germs. Like the end of the film is all predicated on the fact that we didn't actually need to hurt aliens. Aliens just weren't acclimatised to this planet. I mean, again, it applies for the instances of uncontacted civilizations. Like we we humans, modern humans, I guess you would say, gave these uncontacted civilizations diseases that they couldn't cope with. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. true, like that, I guess, would be our biggest concern with going to a planet. It's like, you know, we have COVID here. <laughs> I guess that we've just come out of a pandemic. Like, what is the equivalent disease in the species? Or are they so far advanced that disease isn't a thing? And, and this is going to be the whole thing about alien life, right? It's just the uncertainty. We don't know. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, we, and we can't know. 
Like, do they come here and cure cancer and all of these terrible diseases just because it's the goodness of what they want to do? Do you know, we need to direct a film where aliens just come and do good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I honestly do. Remember, aliens, when you're coming, I actually think you're going to come for good. So if you're not well-intentioned, I'm on your side. (laughs) Because that's the thing as well. Thinking about it again, this is stupid because we're Earthlings. So we think from Earthling perspective. If you were to travel here, yeah, or are we? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) if, If aliens did come here, yeah. For what reason would it be destructive? From a logical perspective, aliens that are so far advanced that would have at this point had to travel from beyond what we can see in the universe to us, what what would be the need for like harvesting humans or destroying a planet That's as opposed to saying, advancing sure, a civilization? It doesn't That's actually make I sense. Get it. I can't get it. It's going to be accidental. Like, you know, they don't realize that shooting a ray gun at us is going to kill us. Maybe over there it's like seen, it's like a Nerf gun or something. And it, yeah, yeah, it's like an instant heel gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe there's something accidental. But yeah, I, I like I said, the only thing, and again, this comes from too many sci fi films, but it's because they need a new planet or they need an energy source. But that just feels so, you know, it's like they've got to go a long way out of their way to do that. Yeah. How do they know like, their planet's going to survive the, the journey, the time it takes to get there? And if they yeah. can develop a ship that gets here within seconds, then surely they can cure whatever's going on on their planet. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, surely at that point, you are sufficient enough as is. Because, again, another film that strikes me is Independence Day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And you've got all, is it ships all over the world or is it just in the States? I can't remember. I think it's ships all over the world, if well, I remember rightly. Right, over the world, yeah. yeah. And I remember in that film, they put that helicopter with the lights on it. And then, like, lights beam out of the thing and it immediately gets destroyed. And we're like, oh, we're immediately at war with aliens. Like, would that be our perspective? Like, an alien lands here and we're just like, that's it. The world's at war with aliens. Irrespective of of what we know. We are that kind of society now, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think we would. I think if Paul lands here, steps out of his ship, there's a bomb being dropped on him. (laughs) Immediately. No questions asked. (laughs) <laughs> the only other thing I can think of why they'd come is to tell us to shut up and stop sending music into their planet, into space <laughs> and into their planet, you know, or, or, or can we send some, I don't know, can we send some uh, pop rather than classical music or something? <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want to find out if um, aliens exist, play some little pump into the radio waves. They'd be here to destroy us in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, if they come, oh, that would be even creepier if they come and they start playing classical music because that's all they know from us. That, that you know, classical music, it, it, it would instill fear in me uh, more than anything. You want them to, to, we want them to be playing Eminem. Yeah, I do wonder as well. Why is it classical music that's the selection? Is it because it's calming? It's relatively like we as humans see classical music as like masterpieces and they're beautiful things. I guess the general consensus is. Um, is it because that's the perception that we have? Because an alien might just hear that as white noise, and it might be yeah, as, mate, you know, like it might be like nails on a chalkboard equivalent yeah, to them. It could, it could be that we are going to destroy you. That's what it could be. Yeah, yeah, could that's be what that. I mean. That's what the message could be reading. <laughs> I reckon it is done for what you said. That it's classic. You know, it is it is classic. It's something imposed by a great person of our time. Maybe there's some structure to the music. I don't know. Maybe it's got a certain sequence or something. I I don't know. Um, But this is the thing. How do we know that aliens can even hear? How do we know that they have the same senses as us? Like We look at aliens, again, from the perspective of us, like touch, sight, smell, like hearing. How do we not know that aliens don't actually 
audibly talk to each other. They just transmit messages between each other. Yeah, and that's it. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, everything we think is based on on our perception of humanity and life now. I think. Yeah. You know, we we've we've skirted around the big one though. We've never we've not really spoken about Roswell, have we? No. And this is a big one because it's strange because it's always this. Do you know what it's funny? Is my dad was watching a documentary about this the other day oh, the, yeah, yeah. for the 700th time. And um, I don't know if you've seen the historian that does it a lot. He's got absolutely mental hair. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah. You know, it, do you know what it is? That's all you need yeah. to say. And if you've ever seen the History Channel or Ancient Aliens or whatever it is, this guy is always on it. <laughs> always on it. I'll let you, do you. Have you got notes on Roswell then? No, no, I haven't. No, I, I haven't. I'm just saying that we, you know, that is the big one, though, isn't it? Yeah, because that's yeah. always the one that people think, oh, it was the government that covered it up. It was um, conspiracy because they found what looked like tinfoil, didn't there? And then there's pictures of the Roswell incident, obviously followed by lots of testimony from locals and that sort of thing. And also police officers as well. I would probably know why back then they'd want to hide it. But why would you hide it now? The thing is, in the end, I think, you know, I think, It'd be a good thing if we know there's stuff out, life out there. I, yeah, I, I can't I see why so I think it's a bad thing. Like I yeah. said, the odds are there's got to be. I'd rather know now, and then that'd be cool, and then I can put that to bed and say, right, at least I now know that <laughs> there there are aliens. Um, I kind of want to know that. And do you know what it is? It links a bit, a little bit back to the whole conspiracy theory thing, doesn't it? So I've just, I've just had a quick Google. So the Roswell incident was 1947, and this is how the, again, this is just Wikipedia, so any of you can look this up, is the recovery of balloon debris from a ranch near Corona, New Mexico, by United States Army Air Force officers. So obviously the article kicks off balloon debris. So it says, on the 8th of July, Roswell Army Airfield issued, uh, sorry, bear with me. On the 8th of July, 1947, Roswell Army Airfield issued a press release stating that they recovered a flying disc. The army then quickly retracted the statement and said instead the crashed object was a conventional weather balloon. So basically, again, it just kind of went dark until the media kind of cottoned onto it and then has become a thing literally up until modern day. So even 1994, they published a report identifying the object as a nuclear test surveillance balloon. And they talked about the stories of alien bodies. So a number of people at Roswell, if I remember this program that my, I was half watching with my dad at the time, is that people had witnessed, apparently, the transport of alien bodies. Yeah, well, we've seen that video, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And so they were collected and picked up. And then, again, it's to address it. And it's weird because you'd think that if this was complete nonsense, you'd probably think that the military just wouldn't address it at all. So in 1997, a second Air Force report concluded that the stories of alien bodies probably stemmed from test dummies being dropped from high altitude. The thing that's always stuck out for me, though, about Roswell is like, now you've said that, it's like, it's almost, it's uh, it's 80 years and it's still a thing. It hasn't yeah. gone away. It's always going to be the, um, it's kind of almost going to be like, of the science world, it's going to be like the JFK assassination of the science world, isn't it? That people will always say with that was it was he assassinated or you know was it a lone shooter sorry or or who, who was involved well with, with roswell it's going to be that's going to be the thing that that will always be was that our first contact and do you know what it is as well if aliens turn around and landed tomorrow even if without the knowledge of any government in the world everybody would not then trust their government because they'd be like roswell must have been aliens all yeah, of these instances yeah. in which aliens were a thing. There was actually, um, again, I'm just reading down. 
um, problems with the alien body witnesses. So as for the accounts for those who claim to have seen aliens, critics identified problems ranging from the reliability of secondhand accounts to credibility problems with witnesses making demonstrably false claims or contradictory accounts. There were dubious deathbed confessions or accounts from elderly and easily confused witnesses. It was noted that only four people with supposed first-hand knowledge of alien bodies were interviewed by Roswell authors. All reports of bodies came a minimum of 31 years after the fact. Yeah. So that means the first report of a body came in 70, 78. But, you know, that makes me feel that it is real now because it's like everything. No, no, the ship, it was, did you say it was a nuclear, what did you say it was? No, weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. And like, yeah, no, no, that that ain't a body. That's a a dummy. Um, Oh, yeah, no, no, (laughs) those people have seen something. They're, uh, no, they didn't. That feels too many things have been described as something else. That, that, That makes me think now that it is real. Do you think as well that potentially, because it's uh, an event that happened in the United States, that there was always a level of conspiracy more so in the United States with lots of things? So when you look at conspiracy theories, a lot of the programs that you see on television are predominantly things either produced in the US or based on instances from the US. Like you've got issues with moon landings and conspiracy theories about moon landings. Um, We talked about like operations like MKUltra and that sort of thing as in in and of itself, like a conspiracy theory, but kind of like in in reality, what was a true project? Um, You look at Roswell. Do you think that it's maybe as well a cultural thing that it's a conspiracy theory that's come about by virtue of the fact that in the US, I feel like conspiracy theories are more so pushed? I think so. I think so. But also because America is so huge, even over there. Like if something happened here, we're so compact here that people are going to see it. Yeah. Whereas in America, like, you know, Roswell just coincidentally happened to be in the desert, didn't it? Yeah. So if any of the population saw it, it was probably a tiny fraction of the population. So a conspiracy theory can bloom, I think, because of that. But, you know, here we're so densely populated that if anything happened, you'd have you'd have hundreds, if not thousands of witnesses. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But yeah, I mean, I no, go on. Well, no, no, I was going to say I did have one thing I did want to say is I've, I've actually found um, because, you know, one of the other famous films was Close Encounter of the Third Kind. And I've actually got what the rankings are. So I, I just wanted to quickly go through them about alien contact. Okay. Um, it was an astronomer and UFO researcher called J. Allen Hynek in 1972 put a category of sightings. And you've got close encounters of the first kind. That's visual sighting of an unidentified flying object seemingly less than 500 feet away. That's showing appreciable angular extension and detail. Okay. Close encounters of the second kind is a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. This can be interference of the functioning of a vehicle or electronic device, animals reacting, or a physiological effect such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in the witness or some physical trace-like impressions in the ground, scorched or otherwise affected vegetation or chemical trace. So, yeah, this is where the alien event is actually causing an effect on people or things around it. Okay. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is a UFO encounter in which an animated entity is present, and these can include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. I fucking knew it was Transformers. (laughs) <laughs> there you go <laughs> and uh, what is it you've got close encounters of the fourth kind is an event which a human is abducted by a ufo or its occupants right okay. um, this 
This was not included in the original scale, but has been added since. The fifth kind, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, is a UFO event claiming direct communication between aliens and humans. Well, I don't see so the they... distinction between fourth kind and fifth kind, because being abducted seems pretty fucking direct communication. <laughs> You'd like to think they, they, they talk to you while they're doing it, but, but yeah, 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 I guess... yeah. <laughs> while you're being probed. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I guess they're saying the fourth kind is purely just abduction, whereas the fifth one is where there's an attempt at communication between the two races or, or you know, uh, sets of people. But yeah, so I'd always wondered, because I'd always heard close encounters of the... Oh, I'm, I'm mixing it up now. Is it the third kind or the fourth? Anyway, one of the kinds. But yeah, those are those are those are your your kinds, your five kinds, and what they are. What? No, I wanted to throw it at you though. Sorry, because you asked me, and I don't see me ask you. What do you What do you feel about in it? terms of their existence or what what I think they'd be like? No, both, both. Yeah, like I said, I think that aliens, aliens or living species in the universe must be a thing. I think it would, like I said, I, I think I said this near the beginning, but I think it would be naive to think that other living things in the universe, which we know to be infinite, it would be stupid to think that we're the only things that exist. Like there are planets, there are, is it nine of them that we know of? And our keep solar changing. system. Yeah, they keep um, changing what is or isn't a planet. Is, it yeah, is like... Pluto a planet? Is it not a planet? We don't know still. Um, so I think there must be. Do I think that aliens would fit the destruction narrative? No. I think that, again, it comes from a human level. Do I think that aliens would spectate us? Yes. So if you were to ask me if I believe encounters with aliens and people being abducted, I would say absolutely not. Do I think crop circles are uh, correct? Absolutely not. Do I think that there's potential in unexplained sightings of things in the air, of lights, of whatever it might be? Yeah, there might be a little bit of a potential there only by virtue of the fact that that fits my narrative that I'm creating that aliens would spectate us for research purposes because we would do the same thing what do we do with animals in the wild we spectate them we sit at a distance with cameras so that we can't be seen so we spectate them doing what is natural to them with uncontacted civilizations what do we do we fly overhead we take satellite pictures and when you think about it if on North Sentinel Island they must see planes mustn't they yeah planes to them would be aliens to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when you true. look at the context of that situation you're looking at it and thinking in reality we're looking at that as an unidentified thing but that's what we would do to spectate them that's what we would do to spectate animals so what would aliens that are advanced to us do with us that's probably exactly the same thing but again that's thinking on, on a human level that aliens must think at least a little bit similarly to us because what is a helicopter? Imagine being, imagine go, it's a bit like going back to the 1700s and a helicopter flying overhead. If you showed yeah, yeah. someone that has yeah. never seen a plane or a helicopter, they would think that the end of the world was coming and it must be <laughs> like either a god or it must be uh, an alien or, do you know what I mean? That would be the perception that they had. Yeah, no, fair, fair, fair point, fair point. I guess we'll know at some point. Yeah, hope it's in our lifetime. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, no, that's that's what I hope. That's what I hope. I mean, I do wonder if they're just sitting there, aliens watching us, how we think about them and laughing at our attempts. <laughs> that's what they think we look like. That's how they think we travel. I just think they probably start getting a bit edgy when we start getting closer to the truth. Maybe that's when they start getting nervous. Like, do we go down there? Do we put a stop to this? I don't know. But again, maybe is it in Star Trek? There's that scene with cigarettes in Star Trek. 
not no not star trek it might not be such it might be like a spoof parody or something i don't know but i've seen a clip somewhere it's basically an alien species and what they do is they create like a packet of cigarettes and they're talking with each other and they're like yes this is a cigarette this was smoked because it gave you a nicotine rush and then it says and at the time caused cancer which is which was at the time commonly fatal and they were like, oh, my God, these people died from cancer and that sort of thing. Like, It was a brilliant sketch. And I thought to myself, I was like, maybe it is. Like, Aliens are just taking the piss out of us for doing dumb shit. Like, they're like, oh, Where my God, they haven't things. discovered clean energy yet. <laughs> they, they think we want to go visit them. Yeah. <laughs> they're laughing at us. They're laughing at us. One of the final references that I had, and you'll like this because it's a game reference, is Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mass Effect. Yeah, that's how I want it to be. That's how I want the future to be. (laughs) Like, it's like a collaborative galaxy, but there's Reapers in Mass Effect, which are just like planet destroyers for the sake of destroying planets. Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, we've always got an evil that we have to fight. But uh, no, I just think Mass Effect would be brilliant. That's how I want to see the future, you know, where you're just zipping along in those mass relays and then you've got like your, your alien races and you're just hanging out that that is what i want it to be i, I could talk about, we could talk about mass effect. yeah we, we could talk about mass effect all day the noise they make anyway sorry you've got me started you should have said this at the start yeah because then yeah but we'd be at an hour and 20 minutes having not moved on to anything else <laughs> but why can't that be the the vision of what it yeah could be like even though there's a but lot again, of hatred then... between some of the races, the aliens, you know. But that, no, but, but when you think about be... it, when you think about it, that's quite, again, looking at it from the human perspective, you look at that and you think, okay, so for instance, we have wars, don't we? And we talked about, yeah. imagine if like planets were a thing, there'd be less people on Earth. And so natural, statistically, I guess, there'd just be less opportunity for conflict. If we were like an intergalactic species and we could travel around and you could go to Las Cantina or whatever it's called in Star Wars, yeah. where you meet all of these other alien races... <laughs> Um, would it be a case of, oh, well, this planet and this planet have got beef with this planet, like Earth and and planet Starlight have got beef with planet Zorgon. Do you know what I mean? And all of a sudden you're doing interplanetary wars because that's just what it is, is it's like just behavior, but toned up to a bigger scale. Yeah, be- behavior. There's Like I said, people always want more, don't they? So, yeah. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. And that would be a depressing reality, but you would hope that it would be more collaborative. But again, I guess, you know, from human theory, humans are humans, aren't we? So always got our flaws. Have, um, have you got anything else? Because there's something I need to say that before we wrap up that I forgot to say right at the start. So have you got anything else on aliens? No, I think that's probably everything. Yeah, I think that in terms of a what if, I think that the narrative about aliens being destructive for the sake of is probably false. I would think that aliens would just be like researchers, spectators, yes. so aliens, reporting back to their planet being like, us. <laughs> yeah Lou, Lou and i are up for up for, for you coming down and and, and saying oh hi. my god get on the pod send us some radio signals like imagine that it's just like it takes six years for the signal to get to us and then we send the next line back before you before they do that can they subscribe rate and like please though can you do <laughs> you're gonna see a review on the website in like wingdings characters <laughs> this is nothing like what aliens would be like um right, uh now, all I want to say, I forgot to say at the start, we are in the process changing our hosting platforms. We're going to we're going to be moving platform in the next couple of weeks. Now, it should be seamless. And I say should be. All our episodes should just go over. No problems. If you are listening and you are subscribed, just keep it, you know, each week. If you just for now, next couple of weeks, just check your subscription status to us. And yeah, we'll let you know when it's completed. 
but hopefully there should be no interruptions to regular service. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But with us, there's always tech issues, so you know, <laughs> just bear with us. <laughs> right, aliens. that's, a, that's think... a half hour. No, that's the half hour you keep me wait when you have to restart and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. and... <laughs> Again, we, we're going to clip all of these like pre pre recording never... bits together. I need to record. Point. I actually need to do the video footage once. We never go straight into an episode. <laughs> <laughs> bear with me reset we're talking in sign language see at that point it'd be useful if we could use telekinesis so i'd be like episode, dan episode 44 <laughs> I, I think this is episode 44 or no or episode 40 i think this is and we're still having tech issues at the start but <laughs> seamless to the listener so <laughs> it is indeed right that wraps up aliens does this wrap up also what if themes it does for now it does indeed I'm sure we'll yeah, do but, some more yeah i feel like there's quite a lot of scope in reality yeah. for topics like this which had i think i've quite this. enjoyed I've yeah, yeah i have as well but yeah if you think aliens exist give us a note if you've had an encounter with an alien whether it be first fourth, second third fourth or fifth kind please do let us know if you are an alien and you're listening to this please do get in touch you can email us you can use telekinesis if that's something you're capable let's of. Let us know your intentions <laughs> in that email, though, please. <laughs> yeah. Or if you don't have human senses and you can't hear, we can do transcript form for you, potentially. Or uh, well, let us know <laughs> what music you do want pumped out into space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You get an email being back being like, stop with this Britney Spears shit. <laughs> you do me a mixtape, please. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so if you are an intergalactic species and you are listening to this, as always, we'll leave you with, we know there are many podcasts from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. 